guys, he took my squeaky chair away. You lost your privilege. I lost my privilege. <laughs> Far too squeaky. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with K&E. I'm K. I'm still E. Are you? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to be squeaky. Oh. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, our show where we sit down, we watch a movie, and then we talk about it, we quiz on it, and we fight about it. But we don't get to sit in a squeaky chair anymore because I ruined it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you kids. You squeak too much, you will get unsqueaked. Yes. Unless you're a whistleblower, then do the right thing. <laughs> Life lesson. So we're in the middle of our journey across the musical film genre. Nice. I didn't know where you were going with that. I don't know either. I never know. But it was story of our life. It was E's turn to select yes. a musical film. So <laughs> since it is October. Since it's October. What film are you going to pick from? I picked the Christmas story of Halloween. Hmm? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. There's certain channels out there that play it twenty four hours a day on Halloween. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's the first time I watched it. Was it was like I was like on a sci-fi channel or something. Which and reminds then, me, remember when I messed up the Christmas story thing? And I thought it was on Thanksgiving that yeah, they played it. Oh, yeah, that was adorably dumb. Bringing back good memories. Yep. No, but there's um, there was a channel that played it twenty four seven, which I would watch this twenty four seven. You would? Yeah, I would. I would. I would rather have this on a. Okay, let me put it this way. I would rather go my day knowing that this is playing twenty four hours a day on Halloween than knowing that Christmas Story is playing. Really? Well, because that's <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Leave the kid alone. We're almost coming up on a year of your hate. Well, you know what? Well, let's stop leaving them all twitching with Antissa. I knew you were going to do this for the crying out loud. This joke is not going to be funny if you wait till the end of the podcast to say patient. Say it. You're, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this, folks. Pause us, fast forward 20 minutes. This episode's going to be two hours long because you're going to refuse to say it, aren't you? Patient. Oh, dear God. Mm. <sighs> now I get a jellico cat. We should have watched that for Halloween. Ugh. Ugh. The greatest <gasps> horror film of our time. So, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched... The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Well, I haven't watched it more than probably twice myself. It, yeah. it, I was very late into my life when I actually watched this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you watched it over and over again. Like, was that when you were younger? Cause... No, I only, I saw, I didn't watch it over and over again, but it was on a channel. Like, mm, I remember the one year okay. we were flipping through and it was playing 24 hours. I was about to say, because I, I remember when we sat down and watched this, I felt like, was that your first time too? I don't know. But like you saying you didn't grow up watching this, you should not grow up watching this. This is not a children's movie. <laughs> this movie raised me. <laughs> Dr. Frankenfurter is my real father. It's got nice legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how about we go ahead and hop on into this movie? Or should we time warp into this movie? Ah. Again! Oh, man. <laughs> that was good. Let's go ahead and start into our segment, Were You Paying Attention? Cue that music. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go. The one thing I have to say is the opening of the movie is just the lips talking. Mm -hmm. And I 
I don't know what it is because of my daily life outside of, say, you and our family. I don't see people's mouths move very much right now due to the global <laughs> pandemic. So I was super weirded out by it. Like just seeing the mouth. Yeah. I, I, I didn't and know. And I if, mean, if that movie was made today, like, it would just be a mask covering around. So I don't know. I found that very. So if you miss seeing people's mouths move, <laughs> watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just watched that beginning part and then I fast or rewound to the beginning again and just rewatched it over and over again. Like, well, I, just, I miss Mouse. I, yeah, I realized that. Like, there's a point in my life where there are some people that I've only met with a mask on. So, like, when they take their mask off, I'm so freaked out by them. Mm-hmm. Like, what? It does look weird. Oh, it looks so weird. Nose, nostrils. I haven't seen nostrils in a long time. But yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. It was a little like, wow. I haven't seen that in a while. Let me go ahead and start with our first question. Okay. What did they change in the title of the stage show to make the title for the movie? Words. Well, what word? <laughs> a word. Did they add? The. No. Show. No. Picture. Picture. <laughs> Picture is correct. Because it was the Rocky Horror Musical. It was the Rocky Horror Show was what it was originally called in England uh, when they originally made it. No way. Yeah, this makes sense now that it's made in England. I didn't know it was made in England. Oh, really? Yeah, but it makes total sense now because English got a weird sense of everything. Oh, heck yeah. So like one of the people behind it, Richard O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff, made the show. And the reason why it is so weird and bizarre is because it plays off of his fascination of the horror genre and mm -hmm. science fiction genre. And that's why there's so many different references. The show itself, when it came out in London, it was kind of a cult thing. And when they decided to make the movie, there was actually a big fight about how this should go about. So there was originally a deal that was sent out by Fox. Mm hmm. And they were offering this huge budget to make this movie. But the addendum that they added was they wanted American artists to be placed as characters. And so specifically mm. American musicians. But at the time for the production of it, the only musical person who was part of it was Meatloaf. Yeah. Who is from America. But they were very adamant about not disrupting certain actors from being in their roles such as tim curry tim curry yeah wait was he in the stage production yeah he was so it was a stage production before it was a movie mm -hmm. so that's why they added picture to the title <gasps> that makes sense if mm -hmm. i if i would have just taken a moment to think about it i probably would not have got it next question e can you name me one franchise reference in the science fiction double feature opening sequence what <laughs> can you name me one franchise that was mentioned during the science fiction double feature song. Pepsi. No. <laughs> Coca-Cola. All right, let's get out of the drink franchises. <laughs> Camel cigarettes. <laughs> the 70s. Condoms. Trojans. All right, here's the clue. Twinkies. <laughs> it is a franchise that has to do with science fiction. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek. No. Frankenstein. Yes, well, you. I'll give that to you because they mention a creature, Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's creature. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Doctor X makes a creature, something along those lines. But I would have accepted some other references, such as Flash Gordon, King Kong. I was too disturbed by the mouth moving. I wasn't listening Forbidden to what she planet. was saying. 
wasn't paying attention at all to what she was saying. I was like, it's a melt. Well, you say what she's saying. He's want to hear a fun, is it a guy? fun fact? Well, the lips is a girl. It's mm-hmm. a girl who played Magenta is the lips. And she was actually disappointed she didn't get to sing it. That's actually, she was super pumped about singing this in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they had her do the lip reading of it, but they dubbed in another voice. Do you know who does do the voice? It's somebody that's in the movie. Riff Raff. Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay, and the other thing I was really interested in was like, how did they get her red lipstick so perfect and not on her teeth? Good point. See, I wasn't listening at all to what was going on. So like- you were also saying the interesting thing about her teeth. It looked like she had two layers of bottom teeth. Yeah, I think it was the way it was like edited. Yeah. But nonetheless, I, yep, yeah, nope, next question. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who catches the bride's bouquet in a very skillful way? Damn it. Janet. <laughs> yes. First name, damn it. Last name, Janet. <laughs> Janet. Janet does. She likes strong arms like psh. And I have another question for you about the church. So at the beginning of this movie, it pans out to this wedding scene, (laughs) which the funny fact about the wedding, the bride is the lady from HGTV's Love It or List It. It's the British lady. Really? Yeah. Was she in like the original Rocky Horror? How did she end up there? Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah, she was credited as the bride. So that's all I know about that. Now I want to go on the show just to ask her about Tim Curry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we'll come to this later but like i don't think you want to ask any of them about this show and mm-hmm. how it went here i heard we'll I talk heard. a little bit about yes. that later i have a question yeah. about that scene what? what is dent in the home of happiness yeah is that your question <laughs> no okay <laughs> i got it happiness yes dent right. is the go home. me what four characters from the castle are at the church at the beginning riffraff mm-hmm. magenta mm-hmm. okay so Tim Curry. Yes. Frankenfurter was there. Yeah. Who was he? Uh, the priest? Yeah. He was the priest. See, I didn't catch that originally, but when the criminologist was looking at the picture, she was like, wait a second. Right. Okay. And then the fourth one. Was it Columbia? Yes. Yes. Columbia. There was two girls inside the church. Originally, Magenta and Riff Raff were... The American Gothic. Yeah. Which <laughs> looked really out of place and weird. <laughs> yes. Well, if you notice... There's a lot of out-of-place artwork. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of references mm-hmm. and just different things throughout. But yeah, there, there's, there's a, lot, a of, lot of like historically profound artwork. Like the Mona Lisa was in the background. Mona Lisa? Mona Lisa. <laughs> Mothra Lisa? Mona. Mona. <laughs> Mona. Uh, make way, make, make way. way. She's going to smile and not say. <sighs> oh, goodness. Disney, please don't come after her. Speaking of the criminologist going a little out of order, mm-hmm. what book was he reading? Was it something about like neuroscience? No. It had the police reports and the pictures in it. Oh, it's the good book. The Denton Affair. Oh, the Denton Affair. The good book. The good book. Like the the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> the bubble? Are you having an aneurysm? I am. Okay. <laughs> that was God immediately smiting me for blaspheming. <laughs> <laughs> say it say it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i do like how they're uh you know brad and janet are setting up that they're getting married and brad's like what did i just do and janet's all excited because she's like a bride now mm-hmm. but the, i just love the the background of like damn it janet 
rat and they're like cleaning and they just put like a coffin down and they're like can you please get out <laughs> we have to bury mr smith please an interesting fact about susan sarandon and barry broswick they were actually dating at the time when making oh, this really? movie yeah. in this movie break them apart no it but it i guess we can talk about it right now so the actors have gone down to not wanting to talk about this film very much. Mm. This film, the making of it, especially they did it all in about a six week time period. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. And it was very intense. And this is kind of a theme we're seeing with a lot of the movies we have been watching, but there was a lot of mismanagement of the cast and the crew. And there were some injuries involved, which we'll bring up yeah. later. Well, Roswick Tim, got sick when... I was going to say, Tim Curry running around in those heels bound yeah, to have hurt himself. Probably. But Roswick got sick at the beginning. And Susan Sarandon, after the pool scene, had gotten pneumonia and got pretty darn sick, which she kept pushing on. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of bad things behind the making of this movie. And even Tim Curry, who this movie like was a big deal for him and his brand basically because mm -hmm. following movies he kind of played the same character not, well not the same character but just very outgoing and boisterous he too doesn't really super like talking about rocky horror really because yeah because of what happened during the making of it and just how stressful it was interesting because if you think about it that's probably one of tim curry's most well-known roles like he has been thanks to <laughs> theater nerds everywhere and geeks on halloween he's immortal right he's immortalized immortalized speaking of immortalized yes. another question okay what horror voice royalty was supposed to play the role of the criminologist <gasps> oh i know vincent price vincent price yes i was thinking like he's done work with alice cooper he had a scheduling conflict and it makes me think like was this scheduling conflict thriller or something wouldn't that be hilarious right or i mean he wait just... that wouldn't be thriller no. <laughs> because this was made in 1975 i wonder what i was just thinking age. about can you imagine alice cooper of dr frankenfurter mm-hmm well, he could have possibly been probably one of the people like in line for it if Fox got their way and they yeah, had an Yeah, because think artist. about it. Like that he was in the seventies, he's right at his prime. He mm -hmm. was already super androgynous. Right. But I've seen Monster Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Monster Dog. Oh, I think we all have. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to watch that one yes. next Halloween. <laughs> if you haven't seen Alice Cooper's Monster Dog, check it out. Yeah. Classic <laughs> film. So Brad and Janet are going off to go find Dr. Scott to go think to the place where they began it. Janet. Janet. <laughs> They're going to thank him for getting their chemicals pumping in science class. Yeah. How old are they in this? I don't know. They're supposed to be like teenage heartthrobs, I think. So okay. something something teenage wise. So they're driving in the car. And did you notice the what was on the radio? I could. This isn't a question, but did you realize what was on the radio? It was a news report. Yeah, well, kind of. It was Richard Nixon's yeah um, resignation speech. Yeah, because they're like, we need our president. Yeah, well, the problem with that was they were actually upset that they put that in. They thought that would be like a fun little Easter egg thing. But what they were upset about placing that was it timestamped this mm. because that happened in like August when he had the resignation, but they wanted it to happen like this show and movie to happen around October time. Oh. So it unfortunately timestamped them, so it's kind of inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And they're worried about being inconsistent and illogical <laughs> in this movie over Richard Nixon's resignation speech. Well, this is this is a fun. This There's is a fun aliens. 
Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> this is a fun fact about it. When Richard O'Brien and a few of the other people who wrote this movie, when they were asked about that, saying like, hey, this is an inconsistency, they pointed out, oh, it's just Brad's recording. He listens to it on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, great cover. I love that. My dog ate my homework. Here's another question for you. What is the name of the newspaper Janet is reading and subsequently uses as an umbrella? The Plain Dealer. Which is from what city? Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. How did that end up in there? One of the writers or the director is uh, Ohioan. Nice. And at one point when they hold up a map is actually a map of southeastern Ohio. You can actually see some landmarks nice. of different cities. So basically Ohio. what we're saying is Rocky Horror takes place in Ohio. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> it if you does. Think about it. Another question for you. What is the logo on the flag over the castle at the Frankenstein's place? I couldn't figure it out. I was looking at it and I was like, he is going to ask me a question about this. What is it? It is a lightning bolt. Oh, I didn't catch that. Also, you said that that was where they filmed The Bride of Frankenstein? Yes. That castle? That castle. Mm -hmm. Is it they just do exterior shots there? Because there's no way that that... Well... Some of it, uh, some of the interior was filmed in this castle and it's like in Windsor, England. Mm -hmm. Majority of the inside shots were studio and they had to build sets. And the, the funny thing is, is like the laboratory and yeah. the swimming pool are actually the same set that they had to tear down all of the laboratory to make the swimming pool scene. But then they actually had to redo a scene oh, with goodness. Tim Curry with the laboratory scene. So they had to rebuild the laboratory <gasps> scene partially to show that pink tile. I generally, okay, so this is predominantly theater people that were behind this, right? Trying to make a movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like making this movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, Lord. <laughs> they actually, they were able to save a lot of money on their budget because a lot of the costumes were the originals? Were the originals from the show. Nice. Obviously, all the actors didn't have to learn as much with the lines because they've been doing this play for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, like they didn't have to pay like writers as much to write the storyline because it was already laid they out. They just had to build and tear down sets. Mm -hmm. I have a time warp question for you. Okay. So it's astounding. Time is fleeting. This song is what the show's all about. <laughs> This was the song that kind of introduced me to Well, the this first movie. time we had this conversation watching it, the first time I watched this movie, I was shocked at how soon the time warp popped up. Right. I was like, wait a second. You're blowing your load. <laughs> we still got an hour and a half left. What are we going to do for that time? <laughs> it's but also every theater kid's geek out moment. If it's like at a dance, they're like, can they get us a time warp? I think that is where I first Yay! listened to it. You're not exaggerating. That's exactly how it goes. But this is an audio medium. And it's probably very unpleasant for everybody to listen to. Well, it's unpleasant when they lose their... <laughs> well, that was how I was introduced to it, I would say. Mm -hmm. It was something to do with theater. But this song is kind of the pop song that came out of this movie. This song is played on the radio. Oh, yeah. You hear it all the time. Guess what? I'm guilty of using it around this time of year. Yeah. It's, it's a great Halloween dance song. So my question is for you, what are the steps to the time warp? It's just step to the left. Nope. Step to the right. Nope. Start over. No. That's it. It's just a step to the left. Nope. A step to the left. Yes, it is. No, it's not. 
Just a touch to the left. <laughs> what? Just and a then... dab to the left. Dab on. And just a jump to the right. Oh. You put your hands oh, on you your were, hips. You had words. They were just flipped around. Put your hands on your hips. And bring your knees in time. All right, start back at the beginning. What do you do to the left? It's just a step to the left. <laughs> just jump to the left. Yes, jump to the left. <laughs> and a step to the right. Yeah. Put your hands on your hips. Okay. And bring your knees in time. Mm -hmm. And it's coming through. That's all, that's all the movements. Yeah. Well, Say. is going insane a movement? Is that what the words are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was just put your hands on your hips and bring your knees in tight. And then you just get pelvic thrust. And then people will say, <laughs> let's do time. Let's go insane. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the people would say. The people would say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. More facts on the time warp. Yes. Well, just on the music in general. Did you notice throughout time warp, especially that everybody's mouths aren't really the whole, moving? It right? was like anytime they sang, it was really like disconnected. Yeah. The reasoning behind that is for some reason with the recording for the movie, they just took the soundtrack for the movie and put it over the film. And it doesn't make sense because they had an original where they were singing and recorded. Mm hmm during the production of it but for some reason they went to the soundtrack and i think it's just because it was more recognizable for people but it looks weird just because yeah. sometimes people's mouths don't move correctly and you were pointing out the tap dancing that yeah. columbia does which the actress that plays columbia is actually a good tap dancer that's mm -hmm. like a skill she brings to the floor but they, they edit it in such a way that you think oh that can't possibly be her dancing like they cut it right oh this is what you get when you get theater people trying to do a film. Oh, yeah. Speaking of somebody out of their element, but kind of a master of their element, the makeup designer, Pierre Le Rocher. Like Pierre Rocher's? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I did... make confections and do makeup. <laughs> yeah. So, did the makeup for this movie, but what other two British music superstars did he do makeup for? Bowie. Bowie is one, yes. Who else wore makeup? I'll give you a clue. This musician, this British musician, wanted to play Frankenfurter. Elton John. No. <laughs> that, yes. That would have been a good Frank. That would not have been a good Frankenfurter. Now, pull back to the 70s, besides like Elton John and Bowie, who was a big, who's a huge Queen. artist. 60s and 70s. Queen, Freddie Mercury. Not Freddie Mercury. That's oh, that would have been a good Frankenfurter. Yeah. When I die and go that. to heaven, this is the version I want. <laughs> Well, I want a this other I want an person. Alice Cooper Frankenfurter. <laughs> I want a Queen, and then I want Elton John. Yeah, this other person, you will totally see it though. Do I know this character? Do I know the singer? Mm-hmm. Am I getting closer? Androgynous in nature? He's somewhat androgynous. He's very sexual. We'll say that. Mick Jagger. No, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see Mick Jagger doing what? it. No, I totally could see that. No. Ooh. I think we know what we're fighting about. Uh. <laughs> <gasps> Who would have made a better Frankenfurter? Anyway, that coming up soon yes. to a theater near you. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Eh. Another question. True or false? Is this Tim Curry's film debut? False, because he was the devil. In Legend? Yeah. Which is the best movie ever made. <laughs> Not. I've actually never seen Legend. But no, uh, it is 
The answer is false. It, uh, or I'm sorry. The answer is true. This is his film debut. This was his film debut. Uh, what a debut. He was performing mm -hmm. in the Rocky Horror Show and he went on to make this movie. And yeah, this was his big breakout film, which everybody says Tim Curry is actually a very soft-spoken, kind of settled kind of mm -hmm. soul. And this totally changes who he's going to be from here on out. Yeah, because he always plays these like boisterous characters. Yeah. Even in Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> but yeah, like he went on to play the devil. He went on to play Pennywise. Like there's so many different roles that you think of. And he's this very kind of loud character. Yeah. Which is very interesting. He is the perfect person for this role. And I think when they did this remake a couple years ago. They put the girl, the woman from uh, Orange is the New Black in there. Yeah. Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. That's right. Although they did put from... Ben Vereen as Dr. Everett V. Scott. Hmm. Who's that? Ben Vereen. Who's he was, Ben Vereen? Um... Is he like Wolverine? Exactly. Moving on. Ben Vereen was a Broadway star. He was in Pippin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Curry got to be the criminologist. He was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sticking with Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. And our oh, sweet transvestite. What symbol is on Frankenfurter's lab coat? A triangle. What color is it? Red. I'll give it to you. It's like pinkish. And do you know the symbolism behind that? No, but I knew it had to be important. Yeah, so this movie actually had several references to Nazis and World War II. Oh, wow. And that was actually a reference to the Holocaust and the Nazis' treatment of homosexuals that they used to put on homosexuals triangles that would be facing down. Um... And so Frankenfurter had a triangle facing up that was pink, which became a rallying cry after World War II for homosexuals. Oh. That became like a symbol that they took back. Mm. And they flipped it around, so what's his tattoo? Uh, the one arm it says "boss" with a heart. I just drew it on my arm. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but thank you. Oh, a wink, wink. And there's something on his other arm. I, it was. Yeah, there was. Oh, I didn't see something on his other I arm. I missed it too. Okay, we weren't paying attention. Do you have any tattoos? <laughs> I figured with all like the little touches in there that they had to have like meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. Also, I want his shoes. Yeah, his boots. <sighs> All of them. You were saying how impressed you were that Tim Curry's running around in those heels. Mm-hmm. That I is mean, very impressive. It's hard work. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. I think if every man in Hollywood had to run around in high heels, a la that bad Jurassic Park scene with her heels, Hollywood would operate much differently. Probably. Probably. And he was in a corset, too. So, hello. Right. Feminist Tim Curry. So Frankenfurter creates his monster, Rocky. Rocky. That is like the worst haircut ever. Which that's that was the a, horror. Well, that's another Nazi reference. Did you notice he's blonde hair, blue, blue eyes. eyes? Yeah, mm -hmm. very Aryan. Did, was there something that you noticed on Rocky? My next question for you is, does Rocky Horror have a belly button? Not really. Yeah, I'll accept that answer. I put kind of kind. because... They said that they tried to plug up his belly button to make <laughs> it look like he didn't have one. Mm -hmm. But... It wasn't the best makeup job because no, you could weird. still kind yeah. of see he had a belly button. <laughs> they just basically put a little plug in it. That's all they did for his belly button. Oh, good night. This was a song that I wasn't a huge fan of. The in over my head. This Rocky song that when he's being like unwrapped and everything. Mm -hmm. This is probably my least favorite really? song in the whole thing. It just, I don't know. It just freaks me out. Why? I don't know. Like the parts where he's like, 
during the song and he's kind of freaking out and it doesn't make sense like why would he have followed that thing up into the air i don't know it's he's a baby it's just a... <laughs> which can i just that's what say... our baby did too. can i just say the idea that he's like kind of a baby in learning and then frankenfurter just we all know fucks his brains out within the first 24 hours and then janet gets her some later too you're fucking a baby <laughs> what <sighs> well we found a title for this episode <laughs> They're doinking a baby. What? The doinking a baby show. The real horror, donking the- a baby. <laughs> I just always bothered me about the movie. We made a sex toy. The best blow up doll ever. So Rocky was made from part Aryan and part the brain of Meatloaf. Who? <laughs> Meatloaf is a musical artist from the 1980s, but he originally, I did not Broadway. know this, he was a big Broadway person. Mm-hmm. And he played the role of Eddie, who was like this rock and roll. He was a delivery boy. Yeah. So my question for you is, what other rock royalty almost got the role of Eddie for the movie? See, this is a song I knew before Time Warp. I knew Hot Patootie. Really? Because we listened to me. I feel like this is another song that got like pop radio time. Well, I remember he, Meatloaf had it on like an album of his. That's right. Like, it wasn't from... I didn't hear this from Rocky Horror. I heard it from Mila. Hop a bless my soul. I wanted to keep singing it, but I'm afraid I got the lyrics wrong. I've been in love and rock and roll. Well, th- that's a fun fact about this, too, was everybody who played the role of Eddie up till then never could get the lyrics down, so they would mm-hmm. just kind of make up lyrics on the spot. Yeah. And when they showed Meatloaf the lyrics, they said, feel free just to improvise. And he said, why? Or... And they like showed him like, oh, there's a lot of lyrics and there's a lot of things fast. that say really fast. Meatloaf looked at it and heard what he had to sing. He says, I think I got it. And he nailed it. Yeah. Do you know what we need? Hmm. We need a Lin-Manuel Meatloaf mashup. Oh, snap. The two of them going at it. Well, I think that's a relative thing. I think Lin-Manuel with freestyling and what Meatloaf no, 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 can do not is like, different. Not like Meatloaf. Not like Meatloafing. Not like... <laughs> I'm saying like, well, technically, Meatloaf doesn't write his songs. Oh. It's kind of like Alan John. I can't remember the name of his. There, there's a there's a songwriting partnership there. But anywho, what I'm saying is like, if you think about like Lin-Manuel and what he produces with the rapping, mm-hmm. we need a Meatloaf and Lin- <laughs> Lin-Manuel oh. needs to like do the Meatloaf musical or something like that, which yeah. there is a Meatloaf musical in London. Fell really? out of hell. Yep. Oh. That'd be great. So I'm avoiding answering the question. Yes. So what's the answer to this question? (laughs) Is he American? He is an American. Okay. Can I have a clue? (laughs) Your clue is the persona of Eddie would very much match this artist. Billy Idol. No. Okay. Your other clue is I totally forgot that he was still alive at this point. (laughs) (gasps) Ted Nugent. No. (laughs) Ted Nugent. (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) What decade? Uh, he oh, originally like performed it. in the 1950s. Oh, this isn't going to help me. Elvis? Elvis, yeah. Elvis Presley was going to play the role of Eddie. Well, would it have been bloated Vegas Elvis? <laughs> yeah, it's it's older Elvis, Ew. yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Saturday? No, no, So the beat is like... Like that movie would have been three hours long. Right. Elvis is really going to play it? Yeah. Ew. But then Meatloaf came in was less like, I got this. How do you feel about that? Ew. <laughs> Another Eddie question for you. Kay. What were the words on his knuckles? Love and hate. Yes. What was the word on the back of his vest? 
What was it? It was love. Nope. It was meatloaf. Nope. Four letter word. Rock. And. Roll. No. <laughs> baby. Rock baby? No, it's just baby. That's what I say when I sleep really well. I say I sleep like a rock baby. <laughs> well, it was just baby. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever happened to the sun and enough? This was one of the other injuries that happened. The scenes where Meatloaf is supposed to be, or Eddie is supposed to be riding the motorcycle mm-hmm. up the ramp. It was actually a stunt double doing that, and he hit the ridge of something, and he flipped over, and when he landed, the motorcycle fell on top of him, <gasps> and he didn't move, and Meatloaf was on the set. He actually ran over and got the motorcycle off the dude, and he thought he was dead for a second because he wasn't moving at all, but he was just staying still because he knew as a stunt man, not you move. stay still. So Meatloaf broke his back. Yeah, like he could have because Meatloaf started getting him up and like luckily he was okay. Oh God, but poor Meatloaf. All the close-up <laughs> scenes where it would show Meatloaf up close as Eddie, those were actually Meatloaf was sitting in a wheelchair that had motorcycle <sighs> handles and a motorcycle window on the front of it. And he too, they ran into a ridge with him and he went through the windshield <gasps> And he got a big split in his forehead. Is that why the makeup's there? No, the makeup, uh, I, I, I thought about that. I was like, I wonder if this happened afterwards. But the, that is just a makeup kind of indicating that he removed his brain or half his brain. Yeah. But yeah, like it's kind of funny that underneath his makeup, he busted his head open. Oh, goodness. Yeah. He's trying to kill Meatloaf. We would not have had. Yeah, because this, this was before any of his big hits. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What seal of approval did Rocky get? The Atlas. Close. Something Atlas. Something Atlas. Oh, what was the first name? That's why I'm asking you. I don't know. Charles Atlas. Charles Atlas. He's so many muscles. I was going to ask you how many abs he had, but I was kind of unsure. <laughs> 24. Actually, he <laughs> There's had... There's new ones that kept like a popping up with He had with 23. It's really awkward. The next few scenes is just basically Frank and Furter furting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And did you notice when he goes in to see Janet and then... It's the same Brad, thing. He says yes. the same exact things. Why should I? Like this. But my next question is, what does Frankenfurter yell in response to hearing that Rocky has escaped? What's he yell back to Riff Raff? Uh, oh, I don't know. Before he says it, he makes a gulping noise. Rocky. Rocky. Is that it? And he says... Coming. Oh, it's so dirty. Yes. <laughs> so dirty. This episode is now rated M. Yes. So do they actually insinuate that Janet did not sleep with Frankenfurter, but like Brad did get stooped? No, because she said, I was saving myself. And it kind of is implied that pretty much immediately he inserted his penis in her because. But then, she... but then when um, Janet sees the TV, like Brad smoking a cigarette and Frankenfurt's like laying there. Yeah. Well, she allows it to happen too. Remember? No, she. She's... In the end, she's like, "You're not going to tell Brad, are you?" And then oh, they so do they continue. both they both got stoked. up. They both up to Franken. Good. He is a she or he or they, Frankenfurt doctor. Is a sexual beast, then. Yeah, what do you think Frankenfurt's pronoun is, actually? Speaking <laughs> Franken. <of which. laughs> Frank. Just call me Furt. But if you think about it, stooped Rocky, mm-hmm. stooped Janet, stooped Brad. He, Three in a row. He was in the mood. He had emotions. 
Oh, boy, did he? Which is the word that the criminologist focused on before Janet stooped Rocky, which I didn't really get. You know, when you have emotions and you stoop people. <laughs> <laughs> well, is horny an emotion or a state of being? Good question. It's both. Really <laughs> we got too real there. My next question is during the touch, 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 touch me. I want to feel dirty. What does Columbia have on her head? Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, yes. What is Magenta playing with? I have no idea. Hair dryer. Oh, hair dryer. Because she's got big hair. She's got big hair. <laughs> big, big hair. She keeps putting it in Columbia's shirt. Yeah, she is Mickey Mouse years, and that was actually one of many references to different movie studios. Mm -hmm. There was this, there were several globes throughout this movie for Universal. There and was a line at RKO. one point for MGM RKO. There was um, one other. This ones. movie could not be made nowadays. Yeah, like there were so many different. Well, did you notice like the Mickey Mouse ears were kind of not like? Yeah, they were off to the side. They were a off bit to more. the side a little bit. Yeah, they knew they knew that somebody on that set was a Disney lawyer. Mm -hmm. Meatloaf was. They caught on her. <laughs> Meatloaf was. <laughs> you have a subpoena. I would do anything. He can read all of the tiny print. <laughs> he can read yeah. all the tiny print really, really fast. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were in violation of Section Eight Sixteen. Okay, honey, can I blow any aneurysm? The last question I have for the song Touch It, Touch Touch Me is who is the last one to say creature of the night over Janet during Touch It, Touch It, Touch Me? Rocky? Yeah, it's Rocky's the first one who says it over and he's the last one. Um, also, he was running around outside in the mud and then she stoops him. Yeah. Ew. Because he's a sad baby. He needs stooping. <laughs> Let's just back up the train. You are stooping. Not even a 24-hour-old man-sex baby that rolled around in the dirt and probably poop. Janet. Yeah. Ew. Janet! 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 Janet, that's disgusting. And it's not disgusting that you're having sex because, like, have sex with whomever or whatever you want in this case, but at least make them take a bath and make sure they're legal. Right? Ugh. But also, too, during this song especially, did you notice, like, her voice, she's just, like, falsetto the whole time. Yeah, it's not a good song for mm -hmm. her. Yeah. She, or anybody. She, like, she's a pleasant voice when she's singing in low registers, but <laughs> yeah, she sounds so breathy when she's up yeah. high. Late in the movie, we're introduced to Dr. Scott. Mm -hmm. When he enters the scene, he comes busting through the wall, which the funny fact about that is, is they realized for the laboratory, they never made a door for the set. So that's why they crashed <laughs> through the wall. God, what a bunch of maroons. Right. That's, that had to be a hilarious day on the set. All right, and he's going to come in through. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and did you notice for the rest of it, every time somebody would go back into the laboratory, they just came in through that hole? That I didn't to... catch that. I was yeah. going to say everybody had to come up through the elevator. Yeah, it was either the elevator or they had to come through that hole. But when Dr. Scott arrives... What does... Great Scott. That is correct. What does Brad Majors yell? And he yells, Great Scott. Mm-hmm. Which this is why everybody throws toilet paper during this scene in the movie theaters. Not now, because it's, you know, toilet paper. It's mm -hmm. the currency of the pandemic. Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't get rid of it. I guess we could talk about the movie theater experience that this show mm -hmm. usually brings forth. This movie, when it has been in theaters for the last few decades... There has been props and different lines people have you to get bring forth. You goodie bags. 
yeah, you have to get little goodie bags. You have to do certain things. Oh, I have a question about that later. I'll, I'll bring it up again later. Another question for you. How many times does everyone say each other's names after Frankenfurter discovers Jenna and Rocky? Four times. No. Five. No. Three. Three. Three okay. is correct. Janet. Dr. Scott. Janet. Brad. Rocky. There's so many great little snippet jokes throughout this movie. Like, I love that. And just at the beginning when Riff Raff is like, y'all wet. <laughs> Susan Strand is just like. It's yes, raining. It's raining. <laughs> and I also love when they're using the Medusa zapper thing on them. And Rocky's just standing there posing like ready to be frozen. That was my question. What did the zapper say? Medusa. And what did the other one say? Unmedusa. Demedusa. Demedusa. I feel like whoever wrote this was just sitting around with their buddies and their friends, like just cracking jokes and writing down. Yeah, high as and drunk as writing it down. It was great. They they probably like saw hair and Jesus Christ superstar, and they were like, I want to make something like that, but a little ridiculous. (laughs) Did a little bit. Did a little bit. This movie is basically just like Tommy, but instead of the Big poofy hair, curly hair dude being a blind deaf person. It's Which a transvestite. They Frankenstein. A child in that one. Too. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Do we, this is, we're going to a dark place. We're going, we're going to a dark place with this podcast. We're going to get flagged. What are they eating at the dinner? A roast beast. A roast beast. <laughs> no. They're eating Eddie. They're eating Eddie. Yes. It's kind of implied by Frankenfurter that they're eating Eddie. And there was actually some confusion of this on the stage performance. But what drove it home during the movie is, yeah, when he flipped the table, Eddie's missing part of himself. And did you know none of the performers or actors besides Frankenfurter and Riff Raff and Meatloaf knew he was going to be under there? (gasps) Because Meatloaf knew, obviously, because they had to make a mold of his body. Ew! (laughs) Yeah. So Susan Sarandon getting up, jumping up and kind of running away, that was a total natural reaction. Uh, oh no, I hate when they do that. Yeah. But I love it. It's kind of cruel. What is at the bottom of the pool during Frankenfurter's floor show? The creation of man from the Sistine Chapel. Yes. Creation of Adam. That's right. Adam is a man. I got it right. Yep. <laughs> what, where did um the lifesaver come from? What? The, the tube that he's in? Oh, it's from the Titanic. No. What's its correct name? The SS Titanic? Thank you. S dot S dot Titanic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The S dot S dot T-I-N. T-I-N? T-I-N? Titanic. <laughs> it was more like the Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> That's actually what happened with the Titanic. It's made out of total titanium. Uh, Sir, there was a typo in the creation of this. Tin. Hmm. Hopefully we don't bump into anything. <laughs> but yeah, this floor show, this was the big finale of it. And at the end of it is when the space aliens come in, which next question for you. What planet is Riff Raff and Magenta and Frankenfur from? Transylvania. Transsexual Transylvania. Yes. And so they come busting in. And this is when Tim Curry sings his opus song. I'm going home. And he has this big moment. And you kind of feel bad for Frankenfurter a little bit. Did you feel bad for him? I just couldn't stop staring at his huge nostrils. 
Ugh, those nostrils get me hot. Can we back it all the way up? Why did he have to kill Eddie? Because Rocky was doing googly eyes at Eddie? Like, why did Eddie have to die? I don't know if he did have to. Well, of course he did, and he was murdered. Yeah. I don't know why he had to kill him and why it was okay he killed him in front of all those people. I know. Nobody stopped him. Nobody stopped him, and nobody, mm. not even Brad or Janet, were like, yeah, this is a bad situation. <laughs> This guy came busting out of a refrigerator, drove around a motorcycle, sang a song, and then this guy murdered him with a pickaxe right in front of us. Yeah, we should let's probably stay. leave. <laughs> yeah, let's stay. <laughs> I love all his looks to camera in the beginning. Like, hmm. Yeah. It's like I'm the gym from the office. Hmm. He does. He talks to the camera quite a bit and mm -hmm. looks at it. I love when he looks at the camera and does that little lip thing, which kind of became the poster, him doing the like twisted, like biting lip. Yeah. My last question for you, E, is name three props you are supposed to bring with you when watching this film, and when do you bust them out? The newspaper. Mm hmm When the newspaper scene shows up. Yes. And people in the back row bring water guns, water guns for that same scene, and they make the rain. Yes. Um, you have to have rubber gloves, and you have to snap them at the same time that Frank Herter snaps his gloves. Mm-hmm. And then party hats. You put a party hat on. Or you For can, Rocky's birthday. Or you can throw toast. Oh, yeah, the toast. You can throw toast. Which when... movie theaters did make addendums that said, please don't butter, butter the toast. toast. <laughs> well, that and you're not allowed to have rice anymore. Oh, yeah, during the wedding, you they would throw the rice. rice. You're not supposed to rice or confetti. I also love the things people would yell, like, during the... And to say it. <laughs> yeah, people would yell, say it. And the other thing, they would yell... When Rocky was born and or after he was born and he was about to get stooped, the people at the party are yelling like hurrah Rocky mm -hmm. or something like that. And people in the crowd are supposed to yell that back. And of course, you sing along to all the songs. You're also supposed to yell anytime somebody says Brad's name, you're supposed to yell. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you say Janet's name, you're supposed to yell slut, <laughs> which is unfair because Brad stooped Frankenfurter too. That's true. So, so Brad's he... a slut too. Yeah. And Janet's a old yeah! as well. She is, because she really kind of just wanted to get married. Yeah. But that's all the questions I have for you. Nice. I did very well. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. I do. So how did you do? Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram how you did in comparison to E here, especially to know if you are wiser in the way of Rocky Hoa. Now, E, before we continue into our fight, let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. Woo -woo! Welcome to Strikes My Fancy, the discussion-based podcast about everything that, well, you guessed it, strikes my fancy. Every Friday, I bring a guest to the table to talk about something new and interesting, from craziest fandom theories to mental health awareness and every little thing in between. No topic is off limits. Send your topic ideas to strikesmyfancypodcast at gmail.com or drop me a line and let me know you want to be on the show. So tell me, what strikes your fancy? So what a great wholesome film. <laughs> They're stupid newborn sex dolls. <sighs> That's gross. But you know what movies like this do? They get me in the mood. -y. <gasps> Oof, what? They get me in the mood to fight in our segment. I hate it when they fight. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> All right, E, so just to remind you and to remind everybody else, 
which I feel like you're in the same class as everybody else because you probably haven't heard or seen this since we previously recorded it. Our last question yes. <laughs> was, which scene in the Rain song and dance number is more iconic between Make em Laugh and Broadway Melody? Make em Laugh. The winner. Make em Laugh. With 85% of the vote. So good. <laughs> was... <laughs> Make them laugh! You break their lip and you break their lip. Suck it! Suck it! <laughs> two words for me. Well, if all of you have listened to the last episode, everyone will know. I'm and right. if you haven't noticed from her response, that was E's pick. <laughs> so won. you have retained, I retained the title. And still. <laughs> and still. Oh, if they could see me now, I look ridiculous, don't I? You do a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, wait, wait, wait. We're gonna fight. Ah, yeah. So sorry, we had to run really quick to go grab little effort. She just woke up from her nap. So she came at the perfect time. You almost missed it. Mommy and Daddy are about to fight about a movie. <laughs> that about is highly inappropriate. <laughs> Good thing you don't understand this stuff yet. All right, let's go. Don't get distracted. Okay. So, E. You didn't tell us yet what your question is. I think the question is what 70s rocker could have. We're not saying, obviously, Tim Curry is iconic in the role, so nobody oh, yeah. can replace him. But if we went back in time and Tim Curry didn't have the role, who could you see playing Frank Furt? Frank Furt. But it has to be somebody that is an is 70s rocker okay so a 70s rocker that could potentially have played frankenfurter now do i get to come up with my own rocker yeah all right i got one who you got yep yep you have to, you have to say who you got oh who i got yeah i can't read your mind oh <laughs> i'm gonna choose bye. bye bye i'm gonna go back to alice cooper really yeah Ooh. So I have a baby a in my risky hand. Maneuver. I have a baby in my hand. You're gonna have to do the timer. Okay. Do you wanna go first? Uh no, I want you to go first. Okay, so how this works for all of you who are tuning in for the first time is we fight over this question and we each take a side. Each one of us gets 30 seconds to state our case, and then we get a 15 second rebuttal. Oh, you said it right. Good for you. Yeah. Oh I did. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 And then we fight for two minutes straight, and we get to say back and forth on why we're right and the other person is wrong. And then we get our final statements. Yes. Yes. All right. So 15 seconds on, or 30 seconds on 30 the clock seconds for on you. The clock. Ready, set, go. I know this is somebody who probably was like made for this role here but i'm gonna go with the safe answer and say david bowie david bowie we already know can come off as fabulous in film a la labyrinth mm -hmm. but when it comes to the role of frankenfurter i think he really could have shown us that ziggy stardust part of himself and really kind of shown off his sexual prowess when it comes to who david bowie is as a performer and even as an actor i mean he's Bowie. all right my turn 
30 seconds for you yep. and go. So Alice Cooper builds his character and stage show around horror movies and vaudeville shows. So he's already playing up to the camp that is musical and the horror that is horror movies. Not to mention, he's already proven his range within his stage shows and his productions because he has humorous moments. He has overtly sexual. He was way more sexual in his early stage shows than David Bowie has ever been. And he's not afraid to go past what is acceptable. The line, he passes it. All right, 15 second rebuttal for me. Okay. Alice Cooper might have done a lot of those things, but when it comes to who could play it off in a grander way, it's got to be David Bowie because of the huge sexual cultural icon that he is. Alice Cooper isn't known for his sexuality, and that's what Frankenfurter is really all about. 15 seconds, you heifer. Let's go. Okay, ready? And... Frankenfurter has range. He's not just a sex pot. And that's all David Bowie could do was be a sex pot. Because the labyrinth was just nothing but a giant cod piece and him giving googly eyes at a small, you know, like a teenage girl. Alice Cooper has the range to pull off the horror. Because he kills somebody. That's not sexy. You just gave me a bullet for my gun. No! <laughs> all right. Two minutes. Let's go. Two minutes on the clock. And let's get it on. Frankenfurt has way more range than just a sex pot. But yeah, That'd be like putting you, Pam Anderson in well, there. Well, as you said, David Bowie has previous experience of stooping children. Who else stoops <laughs> children? Frankenfurt. No! Frankenfurt stoops his baby sex toy man that he builds. Big difference. Alice Cooper has the range though, and he's not afraid to like, he did some disgusting things in his stage show. David Bowie was a little more like, aloof at times like i think david bowie has let's put it this way i think david bowie has more class well let's more put it standards. this way which one of them has played a space alien on stage and which one of them or what character is also a space alien frankenfurter yeah david bowie but, is a space alien yeah but alice cooper also murders people on a stage show so there you go one up <laughs> <gasps> David Bowie may be an alien, but Alice Cooper is a killer. I mean, David Bowie's probably killed one or two people in his day. <laughs> in real life. How many Muppets do you think he like got rid of in Labyrinth? No, but I think Alice Cooper has the range to pull off. Plus, he's a little bit more of that kind of like androgynous, like, I could be sexy, but I could also murder you look. David Bowie's just like, mm, I'm sexy. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring forth who they were at the time. Alice Cooper in the 1970s was a drunken stoned mess when no, David no, Bowie. No, 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 no. Alice Cooper never was stoned and he was only drunk when he wasn't performing. Suck it. Well, was he per Suck performing it. in between the shots on Frankie Horror? You don't know. But all I'm saying is he would was he be able to play off who David Bowie is as a total package? I don't think so. He wouldn't have been able to beat the... Superstar but see, I don't power. think I could believe David Bowie going into the ice pick and killing Meatloaf. I could see Alice Cooper doing that, well, but I couldn't buy that. Added bones for David Bowie. He was British. No. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. So if you caught that final bit, you he, know who's right. Cheating. But just in case, we'll have our final words. Who Who do you want to give the 10 seconds to? Final statements. 10 seconds. I want him. You will have them. Okay. okay, so 10 seconds on the clock and go. I can believe Alice Cooper as a sexually crazed killer. I could not buy David Bowie murdering Meatloaf with an ice pick and then feeding him to people. Alice Cooper, not out of his realm of possibilities. Are you okay. pooping on me? Maybe. Ooh. 
Is that a yes? <laughs> That's what she thinks of your answer. Okay. Five seconds for me mm-hmm. on the clock. Alice Cooper might be a horror icon, but David Bowie is a star man waiting in the sky. You just went He'd over. Like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our mind. You're breaking the microphone. <laughs> that is unnecessary. That has nothing to do with it. Because he sang one song about being an alien, therefore he's qualified to play Frankenfurter. Ziggy Stardust. He's Ziggy Stardust hangs is out not... spiders no. from Mars. Alice Cooper is a murderer. Oh, I didn't bring in any of the makeup stuff. Oh, I don't need it. All right, so you all are the deciding factor. I don't need it. <laughs> Cocky SOB. You all get to decide who is right and who is dead in this <laughs> fight against E and I. If you agree with E and you think Alice Cooper could have played off Frankenfurter, oh, I know. I know, little effer. It's, it doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> She's like, he has the repertoire already built in to his performances. She's like, I have something fun I can play with. The microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you agree with me, Kay, and would say David Bowie could have played off Frankenfurter, please let us know. <laughs> Don't eat the microphone thing. Please let us know on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast or on Facebook or Instagram at what Should we Watch Podcast. So let us know what you think, and whoever you decide is the winner will be able to choose the next question in our segment, I Hate It When They Fight. Choose wisely. So, E, let's hear what the people had to say about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm going to throw a toast at you at some point during this. <laughs> Which we very much encourage all of you to throw things at your headphones as you're listening. You might look like a crazy person. We are not liable if you get committed after this. First question we had asking on the Twitterverse and the Instagrams. We asked, how would you rate the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Did we ask it on the Book of the Face? Yeah, the book of the face. (laughs) On Instagram, Time Warp Radio said, I mean, we adore it, and you might enjoy our podcast as well. Is that a whole podcast about the Rocky Horror? I think so. So make sure to check out Time Warp Radio. Yeah. Wherever you listen to podcasts. And on Twitter, we placed up our poll, and 50% said they love it. 31% said it's okay, which do you see what I did there? I put... It's okay. Get it? It's a quote. From the movie we watched? Yeah, remember when Columbia, everybody's saying all the different things about Rocky, and then Columbia goes, it's okay. Oh, it's yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, oh, that's clever. 13% of the folks out there said they hate it, and 6% said they never seen it. 13% said they hate it? Yeah. I was just about to ask, is that the highest percentage of hate we ever had for a movie, but that I remembered... Yeah, no, the answer is no to that. Cage's Kisses went on to say, I used to be in a Rocky Horror troupe, the Charleston Cherry Poppers, and played Janet and Magenta. Magenta, I was going to say. Magenta, maybe? So much fun. Sorry, you're in my seat podcast said, I'm not huge on musicals, but I did enjoy Rocky Horror. It's a strange watch. Mm -hmm. And Drunk Dish podcast said, I adore it but also recognize that it is not a very good movie. Our next question was, what is your favorite song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Let me guess, the time warp. 
Ruining our childhood said, so tough just to pick one, but I love Rose Tint My World. The End Is Nigh show said, Home, which I think is the I'm Coming Home song Tim Curry yeah. sings. Scandalous uh, History Podcast said, there's a light in the darkness of everybody's life. Chris W. said, back in the 90s, I played Janet as stage crew for the local show, and they said, touch a touch a touch me. And Friends and Flares said, none other than Sweet Transvestite. I know. It's one of those things where, like, you obviously, the time warp, even if you've never seen the movie, it's the time warp, right? But then... Yeah. For the like the song, but then there's so many good songs in there that it's like the time warp is a gateway song. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got that gateway song. What is your favorite from Rocky Horror? Ooh. I would have to say I think Hot Batootie is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I love Sweet Transvestite. Yeah. I think I would say those same too. Almost I dare. I don't dare. I do say this. I'm being brave. I'm speaking my truth. I prefer those songs over the time warp. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I agree with those two songs. I like the solo Riff Raff has during over at the Frankenstein place. Yeah. Into my life. <laughs> Into my life. Our next question. Who is your favorite character from Rocky Horror Picture Show? On Twitter... Bed knobs and broom flicks said, ooh, this is a toughie. I guess I'd say Frankenfurter, but Magenta's the most fun to play. Hush Hush Society Conspiracy said, samesies. Spooky Burrito said, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite character? Do you have a favorite? I don't know. I like Magenta. Mm-hmm. But there's like certain, th- like I like Magenta and Columbia during Touch Me. Really? Like I like him in that scene. I in general hate Columbia. As a character. No. I find her character very annoying. And when she gets shot at the end of the movie, I very much enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, I do love Frankenfurt. Yeah. I love Frankenfurter. <laughs> Are you ever going to say his whole name? No, because I'm never sure what it is. Frankenfurt. <laughs> Our next question. Have you ever seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show in theaters? On Instagram, Joelland87 said, not yet, but a local theater is playing on Halloween night, so I will soon. I'm pretty excited. And Morgan Menmom, Morgan Menmom, hope that's right, said, midnight shows in the late 70s at the Bijoux Theater in Kansas City. Ooh, that's the way to see it. In the name of that theater, like, <laughs> that's, that's like made for this. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, our poll, our options were, yes, it's astounding. Yes, it's an experience. No, haven't seen it yet. Or no, not for me. 43% said, it's astounding. Mm. And then 25% said, no, haven't seen it yet. 18% said, yes, it's an experience. And only 14% said, no, not for me. Stevil on Twitter said, I have, and it was glorious. <laughs> I've not seen it live. Have you? No. Yeah, I haven't seen the stage production or we like haven't seen it in the movie theater, but we kind of have to. That's how we should have watched it. Wasted opportunity. Stupid pandemic. Because like, you realize what's going on in the world, right? That's highly insensitive. Like, we should go see it. 
Our last question is, which one of these performers did not pursue or get offered a role in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Was it A, Cher as Magenta, B, Elvis as Eddie, C, Vincent Price as the criminologist, or D, Mick Jagger as Dr. Frankenfurter? And the answer is E. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Friends and Flair guessed right and said share on Instagram and on Twitter at 43%. Guess what the majority of people said on Twitter? Vincent Price. That was the second. 35% said Vincent Price and 43% said Elvis Presley. That's because he was a puffy Elvis at that stage. 18% said Mick Jagger and only 4% said share. Apparently, Cher was the most believable, which I could see her as playing Magenta. That would have been interesting. I could too. Because Cher is kind of like a dark queen. The rest of them, it's like, yeah, I could see them in that role, but Mm -hmm. that would have made for a very different movie. Except for Vincent Price. I mean, he was made to be that kind of voice. He was supposed to be in it. Yeah. I used to watch this that say, no idea, lol. So I wonder if they are the ones that guessed Cher. Mm. I hope so. And that is it for our questions. We want to thank you all for responding and for everybody else who wants to join on the fun. Make sure to join us next time when we sit down and watch our next movie on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook to answer all of our fun posts. Yay! So, E, now that we've fought and quizzed, there's nothing left to do but leave a review. So, what review would you give to Rocky Horror Picture Show? I would say it is a celebration of all things camp, burlesque, weirdly, oddly sexual, and horror. So Halloween. Halloween. Right? You be a slutty nurse and then you can watch Rocky Horror. She is super tied up in my headphones. Oh, no. Come here. So yes, I would say Rocky Horror exemplifies everything that is Halloween. <laughs> there's some fun in it, there's some horror in it, there's some good times in it, and there's some sex. Mm-hmm. We're talking about sex while holding my child. <laughs> All right, Kay, how are you going to rate it? First, I have to say that this film is a great cult classic. It's become a Halloween mainstay. And I think it definitely has a great place in movie productions and in musical productions. Uh, It definitely is a little weird. It plays off that 1970s theme of having that great breakdown movie musical, the rock opera era of musical theater. And if I were to have to sum it up in one phrase, how I would describe this movie as it's astounding. Oh, Time is fleeting. Yeah, I knew you were gonna try something. Madness takes its toll. That's a good one. Now listen closely. Okay, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> not but for very can I ask much you a longer. Question? Yes. Were you oddly turned on the entire time watching this movie? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. From the moment Brad said, "Hey, Janet, Woo! we're off to the races." Little ever just glared at us. She's ashamed. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to exit stage left. But before you go, should they watch this movie? (laughs) I can't think of a Rocky pun, but yes. (laughs) I will say yes as well. So if you have not seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, we both give it a yes. You should watch it. 
And that is it for this episode. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you all will join us next time. Hopefully, we'll get in another Halloween-y episode. If not, happy Halloween, and we might see you at Christmas time. Who knows? Sorry about the episodes being spaced out. Life is crazy, as you all know, so we just like to pop these in whenever we can. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope we didn't leave you with the anticipation. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Stop it. Stop it. Your daughter needs her diaper case. Let's go. Patient. Oh, God. <laughs> Bye. A step to the... It's a jump, jump to, to the, the left. left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice try.